getting getting a bit more used to it. It's, it's amazing how adaptable everyone is, isn't it? I know, we're learning all sorts of skills that we never had before and connecting with people online. It's not the same though. No, it's definitely not the same. I can't wait to get back as a team. It'll be nice. I know, it'll be really good and have to, yeah, but then we're going to have to start doing our makeup and brushing our hair again. Well, that is true, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did put my eyebrows on for today's podcast though. So oh, did you? Well, they look very nice on my screen, but it is oh, quite thanks. pixelated. But <laughs> to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stone. And I'm Nikki Pope. And today we've got in the Respectfully Kitchen, virtual kitchen of course, uh, Sean Hanna and Skylar McDonald. Yeah, and together they make up the salon group Sean Hanna, which has six salons I believe at the moment, and also Skylar London, which is the UK's first colour only salon located in Wandsworth in South London. Uh, Skylar is obviously very creative and she's won many awards including London Hairdresser of the Year and she's a, a really renowned colour expert and has done a lot on TV and in the press um, and she heads up the team at Skylar London and Sean I believe is still very much sort of the uh, at the helm of the salon group and mm -hmm. they've trained up lots of teams and we know lots of amazing names of artists and hairdressers and education and brand ambassador roles coming out from their group so yeah. we'll have a chat with them yeah it'll be great to find out how they work it as a team so yeah, yeah let's get them on welcome to the respectfully podcast yeah welcome well, guys <laughs> thanks for having us yeah it's good so it's nice to see you on screen. We usually do like to get around the kitchen table, literally, um, in, in the house, but it's needs must because we're recording this at the time of the lockdown. So having a little chat online. And we wanted to talk to you, Lauren and I, about uh, Head and Heart. So you have Sean Hanna salons and then we have Skylar London. So Yes. Sky so seven you. Sean Hannas and one Skylar. Ah, brilliant. As the first UK colour only salon so how does it work you guys how do you manage the business who does what sky do you literally look after skylar london or are you also part of the sean Hanna as well oh no we we're definitely across both brands so i'm creative director for both brands which is uh you know over the last few years we've had that we found that really difficult kind of dividing it between two but it's it's been pretty good um but yeah that's my title as a, a creative director so like I would be responsible for the way that we look feel our education um things like that whereas Sean pretty much does everything else <laughs> <laughs> so he's the head and you're the heart <laughs> there we go uh, I think I think um I think the one of the big learnings for us was that um you know obviously we've opened salons over the past number of years and stuff and and you know opening a new salon is always a challenge everyone knows that but it's um it all falls in within the same brand normally and so yeah. the brand values the education the how it looks and everything fits in so you know typically you you know we're going to do a proper launch and we do a proper marketing campaign just for that launch but otherwise it just fits in with everything else whereas with Skylar I think the thing that really caught us off guard was just how much it work it was in in running two brands because mm -hmm. we're we're, we're yeah. Skylar probably takes the same amount of work as the whole Sean Hanna group you know in terms of actually 
marketing and communication and branding and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, because you can't just copy and paste. No. Part, partly because also the, the way that the business runs is so different as well as the salon is is completely different in the way that it runs. Because Skylar London, you have several really notable differences, like the way you run appointments um, and the fact that it is colour only. So even that would just mean you have to run it entirely differently. Oh, yeah. So like uh, basically the, the sound's well known for the fact that everybody's the same level. So when you come and work uh, for Skylar London, you'll uh, have about a three-month induction um, just to kind of get you standardized and all the colorists are standardized to, to one point. So that makes it even different. It should be, it should be easier, but obviously if you're running both brands, it can be, it can be quite difficult, but yeah, it's easy in terms of people booking online, um, and getting a standardized, um, service, but yeah, yeah. it is very different. There so, are different brands. So how does it work? Do you just keep nicking all the best colorists from Sean Hanna then? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to be really careful with that because you know obviously the salon is the brand new toy so yeah. it it can be it can be quite difficult but it's like that if you're talking to any chain salons when the owner is very much involved with each salon the new one that opens up it's very important to make sure that the other ones don't start to uh, start to come down or or feel jealous or feel like um, the the eyes off the off them as well you know it's a balance even if you were doing a new salon in Sean Hannah it's the same thing but yeah. no actually everybody's from scratch okay. I think the other thing as well is that you know in um in Skylar we obviously have people who only want to do color so yeah. they don't really although we do do a like a a trim service if you like but we do, they're not really cutters and they don't want to be and they're passionate about color and that's where they want to spend the focus whereas at Sean Hannah the you know we have people who love doing color but they love doing cutting as well so the 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 two different concepts tend to divide the teams naturally i think yeah and so sean you do you still like get involved with the salons on the real sort of you know day-to-day running and things or are you very much sort of standing back and you have a manager in each and then you you act like the you know the head of the board kind of thing or you do you um well i suppose we've got um we, we have a manager in each salon and then we have a general manager, which is Tom, who's actually one of our directors, who's brilliant. Um, and he is the sort of like real hands-on every day, looking after the managers, making sure they're fully supported um, and their main point of contact. But, um, but I am also very involved. Yeah, I spend time with the, the training meetings. Um, I do a lot of the education with the guys. Um, you know, I know, I know them all well and personally and... That's kind of the fun bit of the business, really. It's the bit that you are involved in it. So I wouldn't want to be not uh, involved at all. But, uh, yeah, on, on real day-to-day stuff, Tom is probably the person who really picks up the, the real communication with them on a daily basis. What have you been doing at home then to kind of prepare yourselves for when you open up again to make sure that you come back bigger <laughs> and better and stronger? Okay. I'll, I'll, st- I'll start and you finish, right? <laughs> Is that um, how it's going to be? <laughs> okay, so... Because um, you want to say this right. Well, no, go on, you start. No, 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 you start. All right, so... The, <laughs> so I think that it's a real interesting thing at the moment. I think there's a, this is a real time for business owners to either step up or, or not and, and to take, become leaders or, or to be, be leaders or just to uh, sit there and wait for everything to happen. And I think we really very quickly decided... I think we were, there was a bit of a shock for a few days of thinking, okay, like, what... What is the right strategy for this? Um, but then we're sort of thinking, okay, so now we have 
a very, very captive audience because they're at home and they haven't got anything to do. Um, yeah. So we've got a really good opportunity to engage. Um, we're also, within a couple of weeks, finding that we were getting inundated with people who wanted help in whatever way. And we thought, actually, so we could step up and 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 just to say, right, okay, look, we're not going to make any money at the moment. The doors are shut. So what do we do? Can we? How can we support people? Um, you know, you've got to think with a brand like ours, as you said, I mean, we, we've been open for 39 years. We've got a lot of people that are emailing and saying, hi, Sean, I've been coming to your sounds for like 27 years. Um, I have my, you know, Yasmin cuts my, colors my hair. Um, what do I do? You know, and so we, we kind of started to think about that. And then we got together, Sky, myself, Tom, Lloyd, um, got together and said, right, okay, if we were to provide the ultimate home support service, what would it look like? you know, at the moment. And we just tried to put it together. And actually, we, we have put a lot of things into place. So uh, we've been massively busy. <laughs> I feel like I can't wait to yeah. go back to work to have a rest, actually. Uh, yeah, we feel a bit so, like that. <laughs> yeah. So, Sky, go ahead. You, you, you share then so, what we've been doing. So, basically, we first started out um, making sure that we were doing daily socials with um, our guests and interacting with them. because Live we, streams. Yeah. yeah, we were doing a lot of live streams on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and that was very helpful for, you know, everybody that's looking for what do I do with my roots? Uh, what do I do with, you know, um, taking care of my, my hair at home and stuff. So we were taking all those emails and answering them and then putting them into tutorials either on our hair or actually on blocks or things like that. So kind of turning those questions and, and letting everybody know about it. And then eventually within about a week, we started to uh, go ahead and create a, re, a, a root service where we would actually send out your personalized color to you. So we've been doing that for the last few weeks, and that's been really successful. So that's when uh, a guest will apply on the website for their personalized color. We'll go into the, the software, say it's an Epsom salon or Sutton salon or wherever, and uh, we'll get their personalized color, pack that with a bowl, brush, everything, and some instructions on, for what, uh, on what to do. And then that's been getting a lot of good feedback. So, you know, just to kind of tide people over. Yeah. Um, and do you think that's just something, are these things that you'll be able to carry on? Or do you see them as being purely about this lockdown? Or do you think that uh, maybe... I, I would say with the home coloring, that would definitely be, um, at, it would definitely just be for the salons, uh, for the lockdown period. I think, um, but what's really amazing is that there obviously is a really strong demand for uh, people who want to, to know more and want to be able to do their hair at home. But I think they also know that they can't wait to get back to a salon. And most of the people who go to salons aren't the people who really want to do it at home for, for a whole no. host of reasons. On the other hand, that the idea that they that you are the one who knows their personal colour formulations and that can supply that might be something that, you know, one doesn't have to knock out the other, does it? I mean, the sort of root touch-up, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. We have been sort of thinking about how we would sort of uh, think about it, but probably at the moment, I'm not thinking that's something we would want to do going forward. Okay. Like, yeah. Sky hasn't told me if I am doing it or not. She's the <laughs> The other thing that I, I know about you, Sean, is that you've always been very hot on systems and, um, you know, records and the, you know, the technology side of a business. And I would imagine that you are probably in a really strong position with that, whereas some salons won't have had that kind of um, technology or they won't, you know, perhaps the person who normally looks after the 
the, the computerized systems is now furloughed and they're the salon owner doesn't know how to use their own system and things. So I, I am hearing anecdotally that there are people who have been caught out by that, that yeah. they're not he's, able to service their clients in that way. Yeah, he's pretty amazing in that way because, you know, pretty much in a few days he's able to kind of set it up online on the website, um, sort it out, have it that it goes to the spreadsheet, sort out a system because a lot of the time it's logistics so yeah. you can send out to your database and say, hey, guess what? We're going to do this. But then the, the, the coming back of that has been a lot because there's been so many applications for this. And to be able to take money online yeah, uh, yeah. safely, to be able to, to kind of make sure that we're getting the address, the labels and stuff. So Sean's pretty amazing in that way in terms of like a few days we can turn things around and do that. And Tom's amazing as well because, you know, we've been able to get onto our computer programs easy and go into our, our files of whatever salon. Yeah. It doesn't really I, matter. you know. I think that's something that, you know, going forward, when we all talk about what's hairdressing going to look like, you know, at any level, I think that this would be a bit of a wake-up call to some businesses to say, you know, you need to be able to run your salon away from the salon, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, Probably one of the one of the really interesting things we launched really early on was the online consultations. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing online consultations for people. So they about two years. Eh? Yeah, yeah, but we do well, the lockdown. We're doing a special one where they pay yeah. the, the so they go on to the website. They book an online so consultation. They have their own diary. They book their own time. They pay for it there and then. So there's a lot of logistics and, and like I said, I've got a few friends that we shared the idea with, but but they just. You're absolutely right. Unless they could get access to someone who could physically do it for them, they 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 just got kind of stuck with it. So is this option available to new clients as well, or is it just existing it, clients? Well, it was originally for existing clients, but we've actually had loads of new people doing it. And actually, mm -hmm. I think we're going to get genuinely more new we, clients. We'll, we'll, we'll come from it. Um, but at the moment, it's you know it's one of those things we're doing it for like ten pounds, so it's a nominal charge. If it was an ongoing thing, I'm not sure how that would work out on a on a practical level but um but the thing that is really interesting is like the online consultations are just brilliant because you know we can see people really clearly um we have it all automated so as soon as they book it the system sends them their zoom link and their time so they just log straight in there's no hassle with it um we just got to make sure that whoever has been booked to do it is actually there and ready so so tom has a certain amount of time. Lloyd's has a certain amount of time that they've got booked out so people can book on with them. Have you had any time to think about what the sort of longer term impact of this will be and maybe what you'd like it to be? You know, what what will the salon yes, we have. business... <laughs> Sky, you go first. Go yeah, that's a conversation on a daily now because, you know, obviously we're, we're looking at different countries, what, what they're doing. I mean, at the moment, I think my... What I look at, and I don't know if anybody else does, but I look at, you know, all the different countries' strategy on how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently looking at countries like Singapore, um, Australia, Asia, and all the new countries in Europe that are starting to open up what is being put in place in terms of salons there. And I think that if you're really kind of, if you wanted to be forward thinking about what's going to happen, it's good to sort of see, especially the countries who have really sorted out, like Singapore, what sort of uh, things that you can put into place into your business that'll help, you know, be, you know, health conscious in terms of stopping the spread, um, if not for your team, but also making sure that, you know, the clients coming in are going to feel safe. 
I have no doubt that we're going to have some sort of quick regulation thrown at the industry where, like every other industry, this is how we, everything's going to roll out. You're going to have to wear masks. You're going to have to do that. So we're starting to lightly think about what, what that is and how that's going to look like um, so we can start to put things into place and, and stuff. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I think, think Sky's right. I think one of the, I think we, what we're, we're definitely getting a sense. I mean, we're, we're, I suppose we're probably really well connected to our, our guests at the moment, aren't we? I mean, I think yeah. we're getting, without exaggeration, we're probably getting about 60 emails a day from clients to, who want to either ask a question or make a comment or whatever. I mean, we're getting a quite good gauge of where they're at. So there's a couple of things that have come to, the, to, to light. One is that I think people are seeing hairdressing in a more positive light at the moment. I think they're realising just how important it is as yeah, part of their absolutely. life, and, and, and with, which, <laughs> which is a good thing. I think that's. I think we might come back as an industry stronger because of that. And the I think memes that's good. going. I have to say this: the memes going round have been absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually said that we should do um, a free service for the worst oh, style that comes idea. back. Because I think that will be so much fun. <laughs> like some woman doing her husband's like hair, and she like. Oh, oh man, God, it's yeah. going to be great. It's or him be so doing her fun. hair even worse. Oh, my! <laughs> I feel really bad for the women that have grabbed a box of bleach. Oh, you know, because there's so much that can go wrong with yeah. that. But I think Sean's right with that. It's just I think the industry could come back really strong from this because the appreciation will be there, especially if you were engaging with your clients, like like Sean was talking about. It takes a lot of work to get to sixty emails a day you know, to kind of write a, a good response and take some action and send some stuff out and all that sort of type of thing. Um, you know, and if you can build that relationship, you, it's just another thing of how you're going to keep that, that, that guest for years and years and years. I think the, um, the other, but balance with that when we come back, I think people will be equally nervous about coming back. Yeah. So, so I think they're, they're desperate and they're excited, but when it actually comes to it, they're going to be nervous. And I think, the interesting thing is, logically, salons wouldn't open that quickly because you have to. You, there's no way of having social distance, you know. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but when you're looking at, as Sky said, when you're looking at other countries, hairdressing has been included quite early on because of their social contribution. And yeah. I think, um, you know, I suppose that the, the reality is the government isn't looking necessarily to create a situation where people don't uh, get ill with this or or, or even. It, it, you know, sadly, if people are going to die, and I think they know they can't control that. It's just about the speed at which it happens, and and they may just make the decision that actually going back to the opening the salons early on the early level, if you like, um, is something that they're prepared to do. But we, obviously, we're not going to know that yet. Um, mm. But when we do come back, I think because first of all, we were saying, oh, it's going to be like Christmas because there's so many people want to come back. It's going to be mad, but. But I think the reality is we're probably going to have to space out the appointments. We're going to have yeah. to space out the positioning. Um, we may possibly have to have the team wearing uh, PPE if there's if there's any available to to uh, to have. I, mean, I, I was looking at that like part because just to kind of give you an idea of how much we're thinking about this. I was looking online at like is PPE available? Would we use reusable? What's the difference between reusable and non-reusable? Mm -hmm. Is that safe and stuff like that? There's all these questions that we're going to have. So. I think getting, you know, doing a little bit of research before we open up is, is well worth it because it might be, this might be a thing included in our costs in terms mm -hmm. of the business that might be, that might be mental. Yeah. So moving on a bit more to the heart side of the conversation then the creativity. <laughs> so, you know, how is that going to work out? You know, 
um, I know as a salon group, you certainly have in the past, and I'm sure still do today, do a lot of creative stuff. You do a lot of um, photography and um, education and shows and presentations. I mean, where is that going to sit in hairdressing? I mean, in the short term, surely nobody's going to want to spend any money and all that kind of thing or have the time for it. Do you think that's going to have an impact or...? Um, my biggest advice to anybody going after, um, awards or wanting to, um, go after, um, doing certain creative things is to definitely, if, if two things, one, it's very helpful to have creative outlet at times like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, it's um, mental that, well-being as well, isn't it? it's very mental well-being, especially because it, you know, it, even though there might be this mad rush when we open up it, just like every industry, we're looking at, you know, an economic crisis. There's no way we're not looking at that because everything, you know, in terms of disposable income might feel a little bit safe, but in terms of history, we might actually have a little bit of, um, we'll we'll definitely be having a recession. So, you know, it's, it's about, you know, having creative outlets and, and having passion, which will get you through those times. They're just as valuable as, is thinking smart about how you're going to deal with your team and, and the money in the business. So I would say creative is a very big part of it because it's a lifeblood of the way that hairdressers work and, and live and have passion. So, you know, it, I would definitely not let that go. And I, I, I applaud everybody that's trying to keep those certain things um, going. Like, you know, it, it, I, I hear that a lot of the hairdressing stuff is still looking forward to, to having competitions opened and and certain things opened at least by the end of the year and I think that that's really important because so much stuff has been cancelled and you know it's it's important to have those things from a business point of view and a a mental health point of view I think also you know you you don't um you don't have to spend absolute fortune sometimes on doing things really creative and it's funny I was uh, actually we got our bookshelf over there and I got a a book I just saw the other day of of uh a Be Inspired book was that Sky did a, a shoot where she was actually the photographer and the mentor for a day. And we had about eight or nine hairdressers came in for the day and they all brought a model. And uh, and we basically, we just taught them what to do. And they like, it was all for free, you know, like we didn't cost us anything. They were just brought home models and stuff like that. Um, and then at the end of it, we turned it all into a little book, which we sort of gave out to them and stuff. And And actually just going through it, probably five out of the people that are in there are still now still with us. That was about seven years ago, right? Is that one? And, and they're still with us. They're in senior positions. One of the girls is a top model and she'd never done any modeling before. And she got inspired to, to do that. Yeah. The makeup artists we still work with. And it was just like a, it was just a fun day, but it just really made me think about how, how valuable those days are, you know, like that uh, and investing. So I know sometimes when you're going for like, if you're going for a proper BHA shoot or something like that, then obviously that's a big investment. To be honest, for us, I mean, most of our big shoots are commercial shoots, so they're not for the industry; they're for our for our clients. You know, we we do a lot of uh, that, and yeah. I, d- I don't know how that could stop because you know that's part of the communication that, ins- that inspires them to want to stay with us. Yeah. Um, no, I but, agree. But uh, you. you are right. Getting your getting your hand on scissors. I, this, this morning, I was doing a live t- tutorial teaching people how to uh, cut fringes at home, and. Uh, and I'm there, and I've got, <laughs> I, and I've got like the the, the blockheads. And actually, I thought, 
Do you know, actually, just even cutting a blockhead at the moment is fun because I just don't get to do, you know, we're not just not getting to do any hair at the moment. So, so I'm just going to wake up with a fringe tomorrow. She <laughs> might do. I was like, if you watch, if you watch, the, if, if you watch the tutorial, you can do it yourself. Yeah, but, um, I was watching. Well, did anybody watch that whole thing with uh, Janet, Janet Porter, and um, this morning? Oh yeah, oh, that's no. insane. It, oh my god! Put a hat on to cut the fringe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That was so watching people cut their own fringe yeah. is just it is, ooh, yeah, dicey. It's dicey stuff methods. there. <laughs> no, but I think you're. I mean, creativity sometimes is stronger in times of you know austerity or in times you know. I think it's for me. My wish would be that we really re-examine our levels of consumerism. You know, the, the amount of money we were spending on things, but that's not the same as limiting creativity and limiting. The, the nice things you have it's just about being more selective and more considerate and more sustainable yeah no um, I'd, I'd, I would definitely agree with that I think I think you're absolutely right and I think in in tough times people you know out of this time I think there'll be there this there, there will be a life after this and a life before it for sure uh -huh. and and I think you will see creative uh, processes you'll see changes to the industry um, you'll say changes to attitude Probably one of the things we, which I was sort of thinking about, um, as you were sort of saying, preparing for lockdown, is the is how quickly people's attitudes can change right now, and we don't know how to gauge that. And you sort of think when we when we're sort of thinking about coming back, if we're thinking about maybe opening up in three or four weeks' time, if that's what it's going to be, which we, we've got no idea, it could be longer, but we we can't gauge what the attitude of the public is like today and think that's what it'll be like in four weeks' time. So, you know, if we were opening today, I would say health, safety, uh, cleanliness, hygiene would be right up at the top of people's list. In four weeks' time, will it be the same? It might be more, it might be less. I mean, we, we almost just got to it's, try and keep gauging it as we go to yeah. see what people are really thinking is important. It's, it's, there's two things. There will be regulation and the way that the public feels, and sometimes those don't even go hand in hand. Yeah, it's, I, going back to what different countries are doing I think you know it's really interesting to see a country like Sweden literally doing no lockdown because they believe that herd immunity will be better so they yeah. sort of are having advice for people to sort of social distance but there's no regulation put into people's industry you know and stuff and that, it'd be interesting that after a few years what shakes out you're right I think it I think it is an interesting time and and it it is valuable time. Be interesting to see how many people invest in using that time effectively. Um, I do think, from a, you know, as a, as the directors of the business, um, for for us too, and like for Lloyd, Tom, Yasmin, and Lynn, who are sort of still behind the scenes, really making things work. You know, we have a real responsibility to make sure that we can help make our teams feel safe. I mean, yeah. I think the natural feeling is what people are, especially if they're watching the news all the time which I don't, but, um, you know, if you do watch it, you know, you, you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, you'd be going off your head with all the worries about what's going on and stuff. And I think, you know, we have a responsibility to make sure that they feel, feel safe. Um, and also to our clients, you know, we feel like the part of the conversations we're having with them all the time is look, we're here to look after you and support you. Um, and I don't mean it in a corny way, but actually when you look back on it, they've supported us for the last 39 years. Yeah. So, you know, like if, if we're in a stage where we can do something and I think that will pay dividends moving forward. It's like, you know, we want people who stay with us for another 27 years. You know, yeah. that's what we want. And and actually, I think people do remember when things are bad. Actually, do you know what? They stepped up and 
and uh, and 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 did that. And it's quite interesting. We've had quite a lot of neggy feedback sometimes from other hairdressers who haven't liked the fact that we've been helping people to have their own colour because they want them to be desperate so that they come back to the salon. And actually, I think you know, no, if they want to do it, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So they're either going to go out and buy a box of something they don't know what they're doing. Actually, if we can help support that. Then, well, and then also, they how still, bad is they're that? still asking for your expert advice, aren't they? They're, it's yeah. not like they're making yeah. you redundant. They still need you. They're asking you for your yeah. help. Yeah, I had a hairdresser last week said to me about, you know, because we sort of showed them how to do a trim, and they said, like, well, wh why, why would they ever come back to you? And I said, look, don't be funny. I said, if we, if we could teach someone how to do a haircut in a 20-minute in a minute Instagram post, yeah. You know, wh why are we spending years teaching yeah. hairdressers how yeah. to get even That man qualified? is not involved in education. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Like, yeah. You know, the, 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 the thing is never to teach, you know, we're not trying to teach people to be hairdressers. We're just trying to give them tips that help to make it a little bit safer and saying yeah, that, too. you know, we're, you know, do it like this, it will help. But yeah. obviously, you know, we get guys who have been doing it for two years. They, they're still nervous about getting on yeah. to, to cut off his hair. So it's not going to be something that it's, it's going to do that. But they love the fact that we're, helping and supporting so yeah. you know that's what it's we all about having a business afterwards yeah, yeah. yeah. do you know what and I, I think, think it's whatever's right for your clients you know everyone's got different ways of doing things and Agreed, connection yeah. with their clients so. yeah but I think that that's you know to me hairdressing is about head and heart it's about people and my advertisers might hate us saying this but you know when it comes down to it hairdressing is about people more than it is about product it's about people and their skills and their expertise and the communications that that we give. And so it's not about sending somebody the right product and suddenly you don't need a hairdresser anymore. They need you. It's a it's a relationship. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah. it's the relationship is the key word, really. And I think that's the thing that during this time, what we should be doing is taking the time to... To nurture it as much as possible. You know, we have got a friend. Well, I do get a bit jealous sometimes. I've got some friends that have got businesses and, you know, they're going out for their daily exercise for like four or five hours. And, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> and basically, oh, wasn't it a nice day today? And I said, like, what did you do? And like, you know, we're in there packing bloody boxes and doing <laughs> tutorials and all sorts yeah. of things. But, but, you know, like Sky said, we're really genuinely looking at, well, what, what, will the, what business are we coming back to? You yeah. know, what are, what are our team coming back to? Um, and what can we genuinely do to that might make a difference? Brilliant. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think thanks, we're guys. Kind that was really good. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you um, inviting us to be along. It's been, uh, it's been good. It's We've got to get fun. back to the factory floor now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, uh, thank you so much for your time. It'd be lovely to see you, you know, actually in the, in the Respectfully Kitchen at some point for, yeah, for a face-to-face -face chat. But meantime... Lots of love and best wishes, and thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. All See right. you guys Bye. later. Bye. 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 Well, if you like what you heard, don't forget to log on to Respect and check out all our other podcasts um, and rate and review us. Um, don't forget to look at our notes as well where we're... Um, Right, jot down anything that Skyder and Sean um, mentioned that might be of interest to you. But thanks again for listening, guys. Bye.